Oh man, I didn't think I would ever make this one. But I think we need to make it. If I were to start coding today, how would I start? How would I go about it? Where would I begin? Let's get into it. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? You're listening to the People in Tech podcast, a technology show that's made for the people. Join the conversation with your host, Caleb King. Hey, we back. Thank you for tuning in. And I'll be honest with you guys, I get this question quite often. I've seen people respond to it on YouTube, on podcasts and conferences. How would you learn to code if you were to start today? So let me first start off by saying this is a great time to get into software development. There is so much opportunity. There are so many like organizations that need tech and they need it bad. And the money is out there. I mean, the reality is a lot of you guys are getting into software development because if you hop on YouTube, if you go on Google, if you just do any type of search and you're looking up what kind of money can you make in IT and software development, like the numbers are ridiculous. I mean, Facebook's out here handing out sign-on bonuses like you're an NFL NBA player. I mean, it just software development is just crazy. I actually had a fr- conversation with a friend, and he was arrogant enough, but like I couldn't argue with him on this one. So check this out. My friend comes to me. He's like, "Hey, man, I'm thinking about going to Apple." I was like, "Oh, wow! Like, did they like contact you? Did you submit it? Like, what kind of position?" He was like, "No, I haven't applied yet." And I sat there. I thought to myself. What do you mean you're gonna to go to Apple if you haven't applied? He was like, "Well, come on, man, I'm a software developer. Like, they have they have to have something for me, right? Like, I'm good." With <laughs> this guy sat there, I thought to myself, like, "Man, I guess like, it is kind of that world, though, you know? Like, when I look at the NBA and I follow like these great players, I don't know if anybody's a basketball fan, but you guys know I am, and I just think to myself, they get millions of dollars to go play in different cities to put a ball in a hoop. I'm like, man, that really is the life, right?" And now I feel like some people in tech are in the same boat. Uh, there's some art, there's like some articles out there where people were saying if you got an artificial intelligence ten years ago, today you could probably be making what an NFL player makes, and not like a rookie NFL. Like I am a superstar, borderline all star, whatever the case, pro bowler, whatever the case is. So it's a great time. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It is a great time to get into software development. Now, some of you come to my channel and some of you come to the podcast and you just want the direct answer. Caleb, I want to get into software development. I want the opinionated response. How would you do it if you were to start over today? And of course, I'm going to give you the short, concise answer here. And then if you want to hear more, of course, check us out on the podcast as you got the full length, full deep breakdown of everything I would tell you to not only break into this world, but take it to the next level. But the first thing I would do is... First, have an internal conversation with yourself. Yes, let's start with the mental aspect. Why are you getting into software development? Because if it's only for the money, coding might not be for you. And there are some really great YouTube videos out there that call out why software development, why coding, why programming, all that might not be for you. But assuming you've gone through that and you know this is for you, I would ask, what type of development do you see yourself enjoying the most and really once you come to an answer to that then it's much easier to tell you what programming language because you might be entrepreneurial like me and want to like looking back i wish i would have done more mobile development and you might have a whole bunch of ideas and i would tell you learn swift learn objective c but maybe you want to go into data and i would tell you 
well, you probably want to learn Python. Or maybe you just like, what's the one thing that like, no one ever learns? I would tell you learn SQL. And you'd be able to go pretty much 90% of enterprises across America. So there's a lot of different ways to answer this question. But the general purpose answer, in my opinion, when I'm telling people what programming language to start off with, is I always suggest Python, Java, and JavaScript. And I put it in that order, and here's why. Python to me, I feel like if I don't mention Python in this video and in and, and the show at all, then people are going to be like, he doesn't know code because Python's clearly the best one. It's something about Python. It has like this cool factor tag to it. It's established. It has a great community, but there's also a lot of possibilities with Python. I love the syntax. Some of the libraries are cool. Uh, if you're doing web development, like you can build a full stack app. Python, Django, you can get it. Um, deployed out there like I've seen some people do some really cool stuff in Python and you can also go into other areas machine learning artificial intelligence so Python is a great one also people will tell you if you are interested in working at a fang company Google Facebook any of those you know the company they're giving you the signing bonuses if you are interested in any of those a lot of people will tell you to go into like those technical interviews they always suggest Python, again, going back to the syntax, going back to the libraries available to it. So it's a great general purpose language. But I also tell people Java and JavaScript, and I always mention Java because a lot of my friends want to do mobile development, or they want to land an enterprise job, or they want to build something from scratch. And Java to me is one of them where it's like, hey, not everybody's on an iPhone, you actually have more people on Android, and there's still two birds, one stone, like there's a lot of applications built in Java. Now, of course, you can go into Kotlin, you could be more performant, and that could be like the, of course, like the feature thing. I wouldn't necessarily suggest Kotlin as the first language to somebody, but I would still suggest Java simply because if you work at an older organization, they probably have Java. If you are working at a newer organization, they probably have something Java with Spring, Java with JBoss. I mean, it's just... Even though the popularity of Java is dying down, people still use it, and it's in so many places, there's no way it's going away immediately. And actually, the one thing I would always advise is somebody, I'd be like, don't be afraid to learn like older Java, because actually it can make you more valuable at certain organizations. Lastly, I'm always going to mention JavaScript. It, it was really my first language, and I kind of hate it now, but it's like a love-hate relationship because... I love that it's continuing to grow. I, I still love React. I still I'm playing with Angular now, and it you know JavaScript. Anywhere you go, you're gonna probably run into it. Most things, most people want to build some whether it's a UI for your website, your portfolio site, uh, the website for your company, your own company, the enterprise, whatever the case is. There's probably some JavaScript somewhere. The days of like doing your front end with like some Java backend tool or you know something like People still have those out there, but for the most part, people have adopted React, Angular, Vue, Svelte, all these frameworks that are constantly coming out that's supposed to make the UI experience much better, both for the user and the developer. And JavaScript is just that language to me, it's just not going to go away. And so there's nothing, of, there's nothing that hurts you learning it. And for some people, it's amazing how like it tricks them up because... There's some like unusual things about JavaScript compared to like Java and Python and other languages. Um, but like I said, 
you're pretty much going to run into it everywhere, so it doesn't hurt to learn. And there's a lot of great resources out there. Um, and yeah, let's get into that. Resources. Now, when it comes to resources, there's plenty out there. Both paid, freed, and everything in between. For me, I started off with Codecademy, and then I felt like I went from Codecademy to Team Treehouse. And then from Team Treehouse, I started looking at Free Code Camp because Free Code Camp seemed to have like these all-day, two-hour courses, and that's when I started getting into YouTube coding. Then I started watching guys because I was a JavaScript person. I was trying to learn JavaScript at the time. I really watched a lot of like fun, fun function. And then I was into W3 schools. And then I thought I moved over into Code Wars and Tuts Plus. And then I think at that point I was looking at like individual people. So like Scotch.io, uh, Design Code was another one. And then I believe at that point I was in Tutorial Hell. And even though I was finding other ones, I really started just going back to like the developer docs. And I started challenging myself saying like, okay, I've seen plenty of tutorials. How do I build something? And it's weird to even ask that question because you've watched people build, like you, in terms of portfolio, I probably have like 40 things in a portfolio, but like none of them meant anything to me because it was just somebody else's code and I was just watching them do it. And then maybe I changed the author to like Caleb King. It's like, hey, look, I did something and copy and pasted my homework, right? So here's something that's gonna really make you stand out compared to your peers if you are getting into coding for the first time. You want to build something that's meaningful to you, and here's why I say it has to be meaningful, is because you're put more time and more energy and effort into something that you care about, that you can, that you see that has potential. It doesn't necessarily have to be for monetization, but something that you are p proud to show off, to show your friends, something like a true project, something you're very proud of. Now, for me, I'm not gonna lie, my very first true project wasn't something I was in love with, which is why I eventually stopped, but it was something I was willing to commit to. And if you want to hear more about that, check us out over on the podcast and I'll tell you all the details of what that project was, how I ended up selling it, and then how I ended up turning out to be one of the better things I've done in my career. But I digress. Like most people tell you, when it comes to programming, you want to get your hands on the keyboard and you want to build something that's meaningful to you. And I always suggest to people, you should at least have a portfolio website and at least maybe a mobile app. And they don't have to be fancy, even like a simple to-do list or something out there. At least you can show off and show me that you built and done something. Because nowadays, when you are trying to apply for jobs, especially with things being remote, you are having to find ways to not only represent yourself, but like really represent your brand. Who are you? What have you done? What have you built? And if you're newer to software development, that is the one thing I would give. That's probably the one piece of one big piece of advice I would give is start your portfolio, but like build it with intention and understand that this is a representation of you as employers, hiring managers and any other business opportunities are going to look at what you've done and make some type of evaluation on it. I think the last thing I want to leave you guys with is Challenge yourself to 100 days of code and try to do it twice in a year. If you are new to software development, if you're within year one to three of software development career, I would tell you 100 days of coding, 
and do it twice a year with a break. No, I mean, you might be able to go 365. I don't know anybody who's been able to do that because I have a life and I'm sure you do as well. But the goal for the most part is just to get muscle memory and for you to get some consistency. And if you can do 100 and even break them up, you know, if you can get 50 50, that's even a win. But the goal, the 100 day programming, really for me, started making things click because too often I think people watch a video, get passionate, start coding. Next day it's off. Maybe another day comes by. Next thing you know, you're two days gone and you haven't uh, written anything. You have to be consistent and you have to get the muscle memory to build up. And that would be something I think can demonstrate your mastery of software development. Speed is a representation of mastery when it comes to software development. So not only can you solve the concept, but like how fast can you solve the problem that's Oh, and one more thing, mentality. The mental aspect of software development and the people mental aspect of software development. Software developers usually don't have the best soft skills. They don't communicate the best and communication is a, is a spectrum, right? Some people are fast, but they don't have good self-awareness. Some people are just weird altogether, whatever the case is. Uh, you're gonna meet some interesting characters in the software development, uh, in your software development journey. And you're gonna meet some people who are doubters. You're gonna meet some people who are gonna make you feel like you don't know anything. You're gonna meet some people who make you feel secluded at times. Um, imposter syndrome is gonna come about. All that is natural. And all I, my best advice for you is just take it in and make note of it, but don't let it derailed you because a lot of the times for this industry, you just have to be consistent. You have to communicate well. You want to be a positive person. Like it's, it's really, it's amazing to me how like things can be so complicated. We as humans, I think make things complicated, but really for this one, what I'm trying to highlight is, uh, you know, keep going. Don't let people derail you, uh, because it's going to happen. People are going to and again, it's not going to be intentional either. It might just be like, hey, maybe this isn't for you. And that can throw your whole week off. So take those things with a grain of salt, but don't let it completely derail you. Anyways, that's all I got for you guys. If you want to hear more and go into the behind the scenes of this episode, go check us out on the People on Tech podcast uh, as we're trying to release weekly episodes with the videos we're dropping here as well. That's all I got for you. Peace. Thank you behind the scenes, behind the curtains, whatever we want to call it. I'll come up with a better name for that. I'm still working on that one. But thank you for tuning in to the People in Tech podcast. Thank you for, we back. Like we said, we back. And trying to be more consistent. Got some more editors, some more team, uh, team members, teammates. And, you know, I'm just excited to get out there, start building content, start uh, just producing again, man. Being creative. Like, there, there's it's true. Burnout's a thing, guys. Like. And comes to the podcasting game, burnout is a true thing. So I just want to say for all the listeners, thank you for supporting me in the past. And yeah, I'm excited to do this again. But for this one, reason why I wanted to do this episode, people were asking me like, Caleb, how would you start to code? And like during reason I was asked this question recently, I attended like a uh, um, one of those college um, mentory type sessions where they invite alumni to like, hey, can you speak to like your career and like help people get into it? 
And so I go to this thing. Every kid there is like studying computers but not learning how to code. And I was like, oh, okay, so see, in my day, that was the computer information system, the CIS degree at ASU. Other schools have their thing, but like, and I say this because like it's changed, but see, back in the day for me, the CIS degree was not a coding degree. They try to pitch it as a coding degree, but like, you don't, there's no way. Like, you don't learn enough, in my opinion, to really be able to go in there with confidence. Now, some people just pick up coding like after one class, but. There's no way, I, in my personal opinion, you, you don't walk away from that degree at that point in time understanding how to be a software engineer. So I was getting asked, like, hey, man, like, I'm trying to learn how to code, but, like, it just seems hard. And I thought to myself, it's not, it's not, well, it is hard. But I was like, it's not that it's hard. I was like, it seems like you guys have no guidance. And I was like, hey, check out my YouTube video because I'm going to do a video on this because, um, like at least five or six of them all different times asked me the same question there's about 40 kids at this event so when it comes to software development for me if you guys don't know i consider myself self-taught and i definitely had like a bumpy career path in the beginning but then like it really worked out because like i and i really feel like it was me putting my head down so like some of it was luck i'm not gonna deny that but i think the crazy thing is nowadays I feel like the path that I kind of went through is not turning into like what most people are doing but it's almost like more push towards like we rather you not study coding in college we rather you not study coding in school we rather you go to get go to Google and get like your certifications there or now you have more people who are like why do you really need a college degree because for me like I said the CIS program did not teach you how to code. It introduced you to coding. And if you consider the LAMP stack to be coding and then not really know anything about, like we were still using FTE, like FTP. We didn't even use Git. We didn't under, like, we didn't even want to try to like play with things like version control and stuff like that. Um, they were really like use like a real, like got like a very like scratch the surface database introduction. So looking back on that, like, I know they struggle with that programming in uh, at ASU because it was like, is this too technical or it's not technical enough? And it was like, do we raise the bar or do we lower the bar? And like some kids were like, lower the bar, and some were like, raise it. And I just <laughs> think to myself, like, they probably couldn't win. Um, but anyways, I digress. Really, going back to the starting how to code, I think the problem today is like information overload. There's too many options out there. And it makes it difficult for somebody to like really sit down and filter through it. Because some of the mistakes I made, like I said earlier, were related to bouncing back and forth from different tutorials. And I finally got to a point. So here so here's some insider stuff. So I was on a brand new team at Ticketmaster, and I remember I had a phenomenal mentor and Doug. Shout out to Doug. And Doug was really patient, which made him a really good mentor. But he was also good because he would be like, hey, build it yourself. And, like, Doug kind of, like, re, like, what do you call it? Really, like, reinforced the aspect of, like, continue to build, do it, build, understand it, test it. Did it make sense to you? Challenge, you know, like, and, like, see, before, before that, I didn't really think like a developer. And I think... That's one of the things I would tell people is 
You know, if you're landing a roll somewhere, try to land, I mean, hopefully, like land a roll somewhere and try to find a mentor. Try to find somebody who you can kind of confine in. Uh, and then, like, it doesn't have to be official. It can be informal. It could just be somebody who's willing to help you. Like, um, definitely go to people who are willing to help. And then people who are not willing to help, that's okay. Like, they might have to help you from time to time. So don't, like, br- destroy that bridge or anything. But it's totally okay to say no to people. Some people are going to want to help you, and you, like, don't want their help. And that is probably, like, the balancing that you're, like, the soft skills piece that I hope you guys have a better experience than I did. Um, Not saying I had a bad experience, but that was definitely something that took some time was understanding, all right, like, I know you want to help me, but every time you help me, it gets worse. And I know you're a senior, but every time you help me, it doesn't seem like we get anywhere but it could be bad luck could be just the five times you've done it this hasn't worked out i don't know could be a variety of reasons um and in terms of resources i was actually that was the other thing i want to talk about with you guys behind the scenes so i think there's way too many fucking resources and i think a lot of them have like gone down in quality and i know some feel like they've gone up but like I know a lot of people still talk about Code Academy, but I just feel like it's not what it used to be. I, I, I know it's like it's like anything else. It's going to grow into something great, but like let's looking at the site now, it's like it's a complete I have pro pricing for individuals, for students, for business, for community, like see before. So it's kinda of missed like the old days, like and that's just me being probably a little bit bitter, but I mean yeah, they have a lot of good stuff, but it's just crazy I was trained. So, yeah, I would still say Code Academy's up there. Uh, it seems like they've upgraded. Just maybe I kind of dismiss how it used to be. Because it used to be like the editor was like to your, um, the code was to your left and like the editor to your right. And then it might still be like that, but I, I just kind of miss like how it started off. Udemy, I, so here's my problem with like sites like Udemy, uh, Teachable, Free Code Camp. They are great if you can sit down for two and a half hours and like actually focus. But if you're ADD or you have uh, this folk, this like problem sitting down and like watching one video, you might struggle. And that leads me to probably some of my favorite resources now. I love W3 schools. I love like MDN for like anything JavaScript. I love, oh, who do I, uh, How to Java for Java stuff and then or the Beidong. To answer a lot of my Java related questions and nowadays like I go on YouTube and like really when it comes to like watching coding videos like I want to f- watch somebody build something so like I know like you have code with Ania uh, Kubo she's like probably my favorite right now because I like every time I go to her channel she has like a hour two hour thing where she like builds something and at least you can walk away from her stuff saying like I built something so Again, I, I, we're like friends on Instagram, so if that means anything, but probably not. Outside of that, like, I don't promote her channel, we, and we, we don't know each other. But she's by far probably my favorite just because she builds projects. And I think more people need to get in that mindset. See, I was like, and like some maintainable, like, things that are small. Like, I think for me, all my projects are like, I want to build a Facebook. And that's too big, I think. I think you need to kind of break it down to solve a smaller problem. So, yeah, that's really all I got for you guys. Again, podcast is back. Thank you for tuning in. I'm trying to keep the episode short and concise, but also get you guys more content, 
more frequently. So, thank you guys. Appreciate all the love. Thank you for the support. And we out. Peace. Thanks for joining us on the People in Tech podcast. For resources mentioned in this episode, visit us at peopleintech.io and join our mailing list for more content. Later.